Okay. Uh, I oh man, I am I'm a little like scatterbrained after work today. So they're doing road work. Oh and no! And they cut into the road. I don't know why. And they severed our internet. Oh no! So the whole building doesn't have internet now. So they sent us to a different building. And we all had to, like, share offices and things on rental laptops that don't have all our files on them. I had a rough day, too, but not quite that rough. I know. Because mine no, was no, the no. worst. No one ever had a day as bad as my day. It was awful. <laughs> this is true. You had the king of bad days. I don't. You don't win anything. You just, you just had it. Well, I do win one thing. What's that? I get to be here with you on Opinions Are Cheap with Cameron and Chad. Oh, I'm glad we're here. You're, you're one of my favorite people. You're the Cameron to my Chad. Oh, dude, that's so gay. I know, right? So I like it. Um, We're going to talk about... Wait, you picked the topic last week, right? We did bugs? Mm. Yes, we did. Bugs are fun. Bugs are fun. I think we had a lot of bug fun. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at really weird porn. <laughs> Yeah, bug fun. So, I picked this week's topic. The suspense is killing me. Um... I got a glass of water. Man, I'm drinking orange juice and rum. And orange juice and rum is an amazing combination that I, I, I'm i surprised it took me this long to try. I'm on, a dis, uh, I'm on an antibiotic, so I can't drink. Oh, I'm sorry you're not feeling well. I wish they'd just cut off my toe. I'm getting really tired of having it. Oh, wow, it's something like that, huh? I, forgot, I, I thought you were going to say, I wish they'd just cut off my toe. I was like, please don't say head, please don't say head. <laughs> you're always thinking about my head, aren't you? I'm always thinking about you not dying. Oh, okay, I was talking about a different thing, but... Oh, no. Um. Okay, well, we could talk about... Um, <laughs> uh... Oh, you know what's uh, next week is E3. It is. The, the triple E's. Wh- what? In bowling terms, it's turkey. Okay. So we'll we'll do the turkey talk 2018. Yeah, turkey talk 2018. The, what? This is the worst E3 ever. Is it? Uh, yeah, everything is leaked. Like, we've seen it all already. <laughs> yeah, I saw a, a, a picture of, like, it looked like, um... Like like a a band's um list of songs they're gonna play, but it was like all the things Sony's gonna talk about. Yeah, and it, and someone's like, "Don't take this too seriously," but this is probably everything Sony's gonna talk about. It's like, oh, that's surprising. Did you see what E three tweeted? Apparently, there's gonna be a Vanquish two. No, they did a. Uh... <laughs> I don't know if this was an accident or if they're in on the joke. But on um, on Monday, they tweeted, Day one of E3 2018 is coming to a close. It was a packed one. Before we head off to recharge for tomorrow, let us know what you thought the best part of the day was. I like to think that that's a joke. It Yeah, it kind of... It looks like someone tried to like schedule a tweet ahead of time and it went out early. But at the same time, it's like they're fully aware that everything is leaking left and right. And there's just... Mm-hmm. Well, we also live in like a, like an irony post irony day where yeah. anything can be done on purpose as a joke, even if it's stupid. And it's just 
it's so hard to tell, and it's it's kind of frustrating. I, I I miss the days when when I didn't have to like question everything I, I I've seen or saw. Mm-hmm. Everything I saw. E three is E three is interesting though because I I guess just to jump into it like when I was younger like in high school E three was like the best thing ever because it was like midway it was like half Christmas right. We're like, this is going to be all the cool stuff I'll get to buy later in the year. And mm-hmm. I get to watch the trailers. I have to be really hyped. And I get to talk about it and, and, and just be really merry. And then like, as I get older, I give just less and less of a shit about E3 to the point where it's like, oh, it's E3. I can't send my video game to press right now because there's no time. Like, I have to take a month off. That sucks. Yeah, it's certainly changed. Um... I mean, I remember when E3 was the only thing. Like, that's where you get a series of announcements. Right. Now um, there's Gamescom, and there's uh, Comic-Con, and there's Anthrocon, and there's... But even uh, that stuff, it's like... Anime-Con. <laughs> e- even those, a lot of these companies are like, hey, you know, everyone's, like, competing. What if we just did our own thing in March when it's quiet and all eyes are on us? And now it's like, yeah, who, yeah. who really cares about E3 right now? I mean, Nintendo did it first. They're like, hey, let's just do the Nintendo Directs, and then people will watch our stuff online, and we control everything, and it won't cost us, like, a million dollars to rent this hall. Yeah, you know what was really funny? That first year that Nintendo said they wouldn't be at E3, people were talking about, like, oh, that's bad news for E3. Or, no, that's bad news for Nintendo. Like, what, they can't afford it? They they don't want to compete with the big dogs? And now the conversation's completely backwards. It's like, wow, Nintendo's the only one that understands how irrelevant E3 is. And it's like, I, I don't think either of these extreme views are really the accurate one, but it's funny how perception has changed so quickly. Yeah. I know a guy who, um, he actually got to go to E3 and cover it as a press, and he's like, never has my enthusiasm for E3 been killed as hard as actually being there in the in the audience. He's like, it's really just a lot of shitty people watching a trailer and being fed PR stuff. Like, there's... The magic is is completely gone when you're there. It's it I, is exactly what it looks like, and it's so much better at home where you can just watch the trailers at your leisure. I like uh I like seeing the new things, but honestly, my favorite part of E3 is just the cringe compilation videos. Yeah, girl would. Do you think after this many that people would kind of understand what to do and what not to do, and then it's just like the same weird shit every year that people make mistakes and I don't know. And be sure to follow NBA hashtag play now on Twitter so you can be just like your hero, the hoop gowd. <laughs> and then it's they spelled funny, they I remember that guy they spelled his Twitter handle wrong anyways. Oh really? So it was funny is that they put his Twitter handle up and the whole point was follow this guy on Twitter. He's gonna hype you up, follow this guy and they used the wrong name. So like some some nobody got like a thousand followers. Nice. And the <laughs> and the NBA game didn't get the press they needed. That's an, like E three is really for. It's always like the games we know are coming now too, which is part of the problem. Not so much the leaks, but like the industry is 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 almost so good at like predicting what's going to come next, or it's gotten so predictable is probably the better way to phrase it. Where it's like you go into E three knowing we're going to see. EA is going to release these two games. Sony's going to do this game because they have like a chart like Marvel where here's the games that are going to come out every year. We're going to do 
you know, The Last of Us 2, and then next year we're going to do an Uncharted 4 or whatever, and it's, um, it's weird to, where there's no surprise anymore. Like, even if the, even if you got rid of all of the leaks, like, the idea, like, Vanquish 2 would have been a surprise for me, I guess, because, like, oh, I forgot, I didn't think Platinum remembered that game existed, um, but everything else on this list that I'm looking at, like, yeah, of course that's coming out. It, you know, it's it, it's part of the course. They're going to release, you know, Beyond Good and Evil 2 gameplay trailer because we've already seen Beyond Good and Evil 2 teaser trailers. That has to come next. Final Fantasy shit. They've been talking about Final Fantasy shit for the last, like, seven years. Of course there's going to be more Final Fantasy shit. Uh, Death Stranding. Of course we're going to see that. I don't know. It, it's... It's boring from that sense where everything is so curated now, uh, 24-7, the way uh, video game news is. Yeah. No, you're very right. Um, I mean, I, I don't want to be pessimistic, but I feel like I have to get that part out of my system first. So I was doing, uh, I did a little digging here, and I found I found the last year that I, like the, the year I realized I don't care about E3 anymore was 2012. That was a while ago. Yeah. And I remember what really killed me that year was the Star Wars uh, 1313 gameplay trailer. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Where, like, there's a segment where this guy shows up, and he's walking, and they say, are you sure you want to blah, blah, blah? And he's like, I gotta do, I gotta do, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And you walk down a corridor really slowly, so you can tell it's gameplay because you're walking and nothing's happening. And you walk in a straight line. And then the whole thing falls over. And oh no, it's falling over. And he's got to grab on something. And he's rolling off the side. Oh no, there's a big pit. And then he, he reaches out with his hand and he's hanging off the ledge with one hand. And what I just described was 12 different trailers from the E3 that year. Like, yeah. every single trailer that year had someone hanging by one hand. There was, like, I think they announced the new Laura Croft game. There was a Need for Speed where you run around instead of driving a car. Oh, I remember that. People. Like, and there's a quick time event where you have to grab on with one hand, and you're, like, mm -hmm. hanging at the same exact camera angle. Everything's the same color. And I remember they said, here's a new Star Wars game. I said, like, okay, finally something. And it's the same color, and you hold on with one hand. And it's like, okay, I get that Uncharted sold well, but not every single game has to be Uncharted. Right. And I feel like there's been a pattern. I, I think last year actually surprised me that there was a little more variety, but it's getting to the point where it was always predictable that, okay, everything is going to look like Modern Warfare in the future. Okay, everything's going to look like this. Everything's going to do this. And it's just like, I, if they announce any more Battle Royale games at E3, I'm I'm not even going to be disappointed. I'm just going to wonder why I bother playing video games. It, it is really gross how fast uh, the industry is to, like, glom onto uh, the latest hit. It's one of those things where, like, trendsetters don't follow trends. And 90% of the gaming industry are people that follow trends. And it's really disappointing because you're trying to look at these games as like, video games are fun and they're an art form. But then the business side to video games is so in your face every time you play now. 
that it's hard to, sorry, it's hard to remember that, like, oh, I'm playing something, like, a bunch of people worked really hard on, because money is so integral to everything that goes on. Video games cost so much money, and here's the thing that's making money, let's let's do that. Yeah. It's shameless. And it's really, I mean, I get where it comes from. What's very disappointing is just the fact that it, it works for so many people. Yeah. I mean, part of that, like, that could go to the, any, I don't know. Like, I look at, like, all the mediums. I, I, I enjoy comics and books and uh, movies, and it's like, typically most things are average, and people are totally fine with average. And then it's like, you look at E3, and it's like, E3 is just, like, celebrating average. So people are happy. It just, and I sound e- like a complete piece of shit saying that. Yeah, it's just, it, what E3 has become is, if there was a movie E3, it's, they would announce Transformers, and then they would announce Transmorphers, and then they would announce Avengers, and then they would announce the Revengers, and then they would announce, uh... Project Secret Black coming in five years with just a logo, mm-hmm. and that's it. They need to fucking stop doing that. And there's more than one kind of movie, but Hollywood does the same thing, where, Ho- mm-hmm. you know, Hollywood knows that Transformers movie make money, so make more Transformer movie. Well, it's like, the uh, the MCU took off, and so, like, every studio is like, we need to create our own shared universe, never mind how. And so then you get the uh, that shitty uh, the, the 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 mummy movie, <laughs> and there's like trailers for the other dark monster movies in it, and then that movie flopped, and Tom Cruise was in it, and, and that was a waste of money. I like that movie, and I I never saw the movie, but I the, I didn't the either. The idea that that was going to be the kickstart to their dark monster MCU. So that was actually like the third one because they. They tried doing a kickstart with I Frankenstein, then they tried doing a kickstart with the Dracula movie. I Frankenstein was a part of that. I remember the Dracula movie, and then that yeah. like, no one cared about that. So like, the, let's get the, Tom Cruise to do one. Mummy was like the third attempt to kickstart a a Universal monster reboot, and it just they cannot get traction. And it's like no one understands why people like the Marvel movies, but for some reason, studio executives are like, people like it when we invest in twelve movie franchises. It's like, okay, it, it's more than that. Well, what's gross to me is that, like, everyone should understand why everyone likes Marvel movies. It's because they follow a, a formula that works very well, but after a point, the formula starts being very formulaic, and it's like, let's make fun action movies with a nice color palette, and all of the characters are sarcastic. And it works. And then they throw some variations in there, but, like, I'm at a point where, like, fuck, I'm kind of sick of Marvel movies. There's, like, 20 of them. That's a lot. Yeah, and it's also to to bring it back to video games. Um, they one of the leaked games is the new Assassin's Creed, and it's Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and it's like Assassin's Creed walks around and he can, you can you you know you track your target, but instead of assassinating him, you can also throw your hat and possess your target. So it's oh, like, like okay, wait, they have one new gimmick that's neat. But it's also, like, they're bringing back the boat thing from Black Flag, and they're bringing wait, back wait, wait, the one thing is from the, Egyptian. Is the hat thing real? No. Okay, because uh, that, was in, that was in Mario, and I was like, there's no way. No, it's a... Uh, because it you said place... Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Okay, I'm dumb. It's in Greek. Or Greece, I'm sorry. Okay. Um, at, least at least they're changing the setting. 
Yeah, but it's the exact same gameplay. Mm-hmm. They're redoing the boat stuff that they already did. It It's like they took a year off to give Assassin's Creed a little bit of a break, and now they're like full speed ahead again. And it's like, okay, just... I don't need this. <laughs> I'm so tired. I feel like there are just too many games that come out now, too. Well, there so are. It's like you can't even be excited for all of them because you just you can't actually buy and play all of them because doing so in means you have a job which means you don't have time to play all of them so it's funny i bought a new game i want to play and like the day i bought it i got assigned a game review for something else so it's like i have two games i'm so tired i don't feel like playing either of them and i play star trek online instead right um so basically if you're an orphan in africa look man i'm sorry but i got it rough too <laughs> Last year for Christmas, I got Rare Replay so I could play Conqueror's Bad Fur Day. I haven't taken that fucker out of the cellophane yet. Oh, man. Last year for Christmas, I gave you your heart, and then you took it apart. And now, this year, I'll do it better for you. That that sounds like that could be the next Taylor Swift album. I think that was a Taylor Swift album. Yeah, but one of her early ones, before she realized that she was an adult and could be edgy. I went to a... All you can eat buffet that's run by these like weird um I don't want to call them Asian. I think they're from Mars. <laughs> and they don't they're trying to simulate what human food is. So there's no theme. You go there and at the buffet, they have like they have these like crabs that are still whole crabs, but they took like half the shell out and that's what you eat the crab meat out of. Right uh-huh. next to taquitos and tacos, right next to like corn dogs. And then you can get, like, chow mein, and then you can get, like, a rice pilaf from Korea. And it's, like, so everything options. is from a different part of the world, and it all clashes. It's awful. And I love it. So we went there for Christmas one year, and every single song was that last year for Christmas I Gave You a Heart song. Oh, really? By a different cover artist. So they're technically different songs, but there was, like, five different versions in a row, and it was driving me crazy, and I literally have not been back since. See, to me, that's a good joke that is funny in theory, and then in practice, it just upsets everybody. Yeah, you're, you're not wrong. It's like the Waffle House <laughs> song. If you if you go to a bar or a restaurant and you, you go to the jukebox, there's going to be a Waffle House song, and um, they get mad if you, if you play it on loop. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I was in a bar the other day with a, and I, I don't know, with uh, co-workers. Cause we we were we were doing a thing. We were driving back, and my boss was like, "I brought a salad for lunch, and I want a burger. Let's go to that bar and fucking have burgers." It was nice. That's a good thing. I don't I don't have any fucking point for that. I've been drinking, and it's just like that reminded me of oh yeah, I had a cheeseburger, and he paid. It was great. Oh, so here's um, we're talking about like these games that we want to play. Mm-hmm. I think uh. I think what's bugging me is this, there's a weird wave where indie games are all that matters. Look how supportive we are of indie games. And it didn't feel like, hey, here's some variety. It felt like, we're giving a charity case to all these college students that can't play their loans. Yeah, and they fucking, uh, I missed that that train. <laughs> yeah, you sucks. missed out on the, pity, on the pity advertising. I want that pity train. <laughs> but it's like, there's something about E3 that's just so painfully disingenuine. 
Yeah. Disingenuous. There you go. I'm a little... I'm not doing so good. Um, you had a long day. The, the internet broke. I love this Um, this last uh, Nintendo thing where Reggie was there in that weird CGI house. And he's just like straight up talking into the camera. And he like says things like, hey, if the game's not fun, why play it? That's stupid. Um, like we're gonna make fun games. Look at this fun game, and he shows us like Mario Odyssey and stuff, and it's like wow, cool, wow. And it actually felt like, hey, we care about what we're working on. Take a look. I want to show you. But when they get someone that's like a professional speaker or someone that's not very good at speaking to just meander out on stage with a with a headset and go, wow, everyone, twenty eighteen is going to be the year for gaming. Yeah. And it's like, okay, we're off to a good start. I would love for uh, I'm Magazine so good at... 4 guys <laughs> to do an E3 presentation. Like, if, if like Sony or Nintendo hired Mega64. I mean, Nintendo hired them a couple years for the announcement trailers. Like, the, the pre-E3 commercial. Really? Yeah, they did a Nintendo one um, where the skit was uh, Rocco wanted to break into Nintendo to find out all the E3 announcements. So he built a Reggie robot. And so the Reggie robot was played by Reggie, and they went to Nintendo to film it. So it's like, <laughs> he's Reggie Philomek, and he's like walking around the halls, like beeping and stuff, and he has Terminator glasses on. And everybody's just like ignoring that. And and he had like the Iron Man uh, like face, um, like when you're inside the helmet. Yeah. And stuff. And like, there's a part where like he walks over to the office. He's like, okay, I'm in Reggie's office. I'm going to find the secrets. Wow, there's going to be a treehouse thing. Whoa, there's going to be a Smash Brothers tournament. And everyone's invited to Best Buys across America. Wow. And then like Reggie walks into his office and sees the Reggie robot there. And and so Rocco's there. He's like, um, I can explain. And then Reggie's like, no, I'm good. I'm going home. And just like leaves. No, okay, so, the skit thing, I remember them talking about that because I listened to the podcast. I'm talking, like, hosting an actual event because... I want to see that. Their brand of humor, live, is so different that anything anybody would be prepared for, and it would be the perfect train wreck because it would be a train wreck on purpose. Like, they'd come out, like, dressed like goths or something and just be, just be like, depressed and sad and then go through all the games and, like, why they're shit. And it would be fucking hysterical, and I, wa- I want to live in that world. Now, did you did you ever see that uh, that Firefall presentation? I didn't see it, but I heard him talk about it, and it was basically <laughs> what I just described. Because that was great, and it really upset the community, and they were like, people did not appreciate the sense of humor at all. And that's why well, they, I they, like it. Yeah, well, and then the, I know because the, the people who paid them to do it were like, thought it was hysterical. They're like, oh, this yeah. is the best thing ever. No, and they the got fans it. are like, oh my god, this is horrible. I... <laughs> it's weird because I think that's funny. I'm not a fan of Firefall. Don't give, I don't know what it is. Don't give a shit. I like Mega64, so like, I'm on the inside of their humor there, and it works. I bet if I was on the reverse, I would also be like, well, this didn't work for me. Like, It's yeah. weird how like, you, the... It's not weird. It's kind of predictable. Just like the preconceived notions go again will definitely change your perspective on something like that. Yeah, and it's also... What's the best way to promote something 
Because there's something about, like, E3 has to be E3 because that's what E3 is. But mm-hmm. why? And... Ah, ah. Well, I mean, before we started, you sent me a, a trailer for two indie books. So, okay, let me, set the, let me set the stage. Yes, okay. Um, This guy wrote these novelettes. They're like $6 on Etsy. And Which is expensive for a novelette, let's be honest. It, and it's pretty good. The quality is there. Let me say that. But a novelette's like 40,000 words. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, in fact, dude, you should just write a novelette. But anyways, um, he 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 was uh, he's actually streaming the other night, and I was watching. He's just doing Mario sixty four, and he mentioned, "Oh yeah, um, uh, next week we're gonna we're gonna I'm gonna sell two more novelettes. So you know, watch the channel, put an up an ad when it when they go live. It's like okay, yeah, that'll be cool, whatever. And but people are looking forward to the novelettes. So <laughs> the YouTube video is just like, what is it called again? Um, shoot, where'd it go? Uh, um, so it's literally, <laughs> it's called Two Novelettes, and it's a picture of a woman holding the two books. But, I mean, you, you go ahead and describe the video. So, it's a song about the fact that this guy's got these two novelettes, but it's actually about the bathroom of a steak and shake. And it's this really weird singing... And her her picture is just a static image, but the mouth is moving up and down, like in a really cartoon fashion. And it's that kind of like I don't know if it's anti humor because I usually don't like that whole quote unquote anti humor, but this is fucking hysterical to me. But it's it's so surreal and weird, and it's not about the books at all that he's selling. It's about a steak and shake. And then at the very end, it just like oh here's the two covers. By the way, if you want to go buy these. And so it's like, he made a commercial to sell his indie books, but in action actually he made a weird commercial that's technically about a restaurant chain that's really big. But then it's not, because it's a song. And if you're interested, you can go to Etsy and buy Jessica the Wizard Eats a Third Horse, and, well, I was murdered in a lake again today. I, it's, it's, it's pretty fucking amazing. And this dude's got a lot of books, apparently. Most of them are six bucks. Where is all the goo? <laughs> Where has all the goo gone? Now, you have to read that one, because in that one, Jessica gets her wizard powers and accidentally eats two horses. So you're not going to understand the, the one about the third horse until you read the goo one. My my problem is, is it's only 64 pages, and you, the you Kindle to... version is still $3. Like, You have to really like Jason Steele's work. But yeah, if you that's do, a lot of money for 64 pages. It's But if you do, it's really nice. No, I, I imagine that dude's got, got a, an amazing style of writing just based on his fucking commercial. Well, I mean, he's this is the guy that does Charlie the Unicorn. Oh, okay, yeah. I mean, Dude, he, here's a fucking question. Okay. Do people ever actually wake up in a, in a bathtub with ice and their kidneys gone? Yeah. Because I can't imagine someone would would uh, chloroform someone and take their kidney and not just kill them. Like, at that point, you've basically killed them. No, you can survive without that. But, but, like, what, like, stitch them up? Yeah. So someone just, like, like, how do you... This is, this is where I had, like, a fucking nightmare, like, a week ago. 
where my mom's like, guys, I, I have a confession to make. I've been really sick because someone stole my kidney. And then I woke up and I was like, I don't think anybody's actually had their kidney stolen. That just doesn't make any sense to me. So so there's two things. Um, you know how doctors like can perform surgery mm-hmm. and remove someone's kidney? Mm-hmm. You, you can do that without being in a hospital. No, no, I understand that. I'm just saying, like, is there really a black market for kidneys that's so booming that someone would actually steal someone else's kidney? Yes. You say that with authority, but I don't believe you. Okay. Do people, I spelled people wrong, ever steal kidneys? <laughs> Snope, fact check, kidney theft. Here we go, Snope's got my ass covered. They rate this false. <laughs> this is this is a good E3 prediction show. Late January. Okay, no, I don't want to read the origin. <laughs> well, there's news and then there's news. Far above being a victim, but no, that's still the origin. Jesus Christ, this is like 30,000 words. Can you buy it on Etsy for $6? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so. In 1995, India's parliament passed a bill limiting organ donations to close relatives and imposing prison terms of up to seven years for selling an organ. God, so, there's so many paragraphs, I don't want to read any of this. So let me, let me ask you this. When was the last time an E3 trailer got you, like, excited about something? I don't buy video games. Oh, oh. Gears of War 4. Okay. I like Gears of War. If there's a new Gears of War trailer, I'll be happy and I'll buy the new Gears of War game. Um, Cuphead. Fuck them guys getting E3 coverage. Cuphead made me happy. Um, I'm trying to remember. Because I, I, I know <laughs> there's, there's the other side of E3 where sometimes the trailer at E3 is better than the final product. Yeah, it was called Aliens Colonial Marines. It was also called Dead Island, dude. That mm-hmm. one, that's such an emotional yes. ride. It catches your attention. Like, everyone's tired of zombies. There's too much zombies. And then, wait, I care again. Then it was just another zombie game. It was, it was worse. It was like a below-average zombie game. Um, Yeah, I, I mean... Ori in the Blind Forest, like, it... You watch it, and you're like, oh, man. Oh, I want to see this. I want to see where this goes. Uh, Transistor. Like, some of these are so good that it's like, wow, what a great 30-second short film. Man, Transistor is a cool game that doesn't quite work as well as I wish it did. Yeah, I honestly, I don't think it's good. I'm super disappointed. Um, I, I play Buy the once. soundtrack and avoid the game. The soundtrack is amazing. The Super Giant Head makes great soundtracks. It's not fair. They cheat. They use actual composers that know how, know things about music. Fuck them. I will say, if there is an actual Vanquish 2 at E3, I'll be excited. I really like the first Vanquish. Even though that game was only like five hours long. And then my brother's really excited for whatever From Software's got going. Oh, 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 uh... Kojima. Death Stranding? He's crazy. Well, I'm talking even like the Metal Gear trailers. Like, 
Ground Zeroes confused so many people. He literally went out and made a fake game studio just to, you know, cover up what he was hinting at. Because he's insane. The, the amount of work, it's just like, it's not worth the payoff. It, to him it is. He has fun. He must not sleep. No. He, <laughs> I follow him on Twitter. He is tweeting like 24-7. It's Damn. like, working on the game today. And then it's like him playing with Legos. Like, look what came in mail today. You should just tweet with me about me playing with Legos. Maybe that would give me some followers. Yeah, you should. Legos are cool. Legos are the bestos. Just Yay. like asbestos. Oh, man. I know there's more positive E3 memories, but I can't think of them. Oh, oh, oh. The Okay, so going back to the cringe stuff. Mm, mm, what... Mm. And, and really, this kind of ties into the Mega 64 thing, where I I would love to have the job of a professional pretending to play a video game on stage thing. And yeah. it's, that's, it's just the worst thing in the world. <laughs> it really is. I love, I was watching, um, like, I was watching the anthem trailer, and it's like, it's like people are. It's like here's here's Sarah and Jason playing a game of anthem. Let's watch. And say, all right, coming around. I'm flanking behind you. All right, awesome sniping. Whoa, look at this treasure chest. Let's open it up. No way, I got Azura's might. Whoa, leet drop. <laughs> and it's like, who wrote this? Go stop. No, this doesn't have to be. If if it was us playing it, we'd be like, "Hey, how come Doomfist doesn't wear shoes?" <laughs> Ground beef. <laughs> no one in the audience will get it. No. Uh, oh man! Before we were recording, I was playing a couple rounds of Overwatch with my brother and his friend Alex. Not the podcast, Alex, different Alex. And I hope we get to play Overwatch with him because he will really mesh with our sense of stupid humor. <laughs> He was fucking on board as soon as we started typing dumb shit. <laughs> uh, um, it's great. Do you remember uh, Connectimals? Oh, fuck those inhuman things. And, <laughs> and the little girl playing Connect, and he's like, Skittles, it tickles. Ah, uh-huh, stop it, Skittles. And, and it's like, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. Yeah, I feel like maybe that's where the timeline split, and now we're in a Doom timeline, is because someone made <laughs> fucking Connectimals. But what do I know? Uh, <coughs> I. Oh, man. So. And we'll say, if we want to skew to a positive thing, even though I don't really give a shit anymore about E3, I still kind of tune into the Nintendo news because I'm always happy that Nintendo. Like, there's, like, this still this, like, unbridled joy with them making games. We're like, we're not making games, we're making toys, and people are gonna have fun with these. Here's Zelda, and here's Mario. And here's some weird shit with cardboard, but it's kinda cool. You can be like, yeah, that's kinda cool. I'll never buy that. I'm not gonna buy any of this shit, but I like that it exists for people. And they're the only company that really does that for me. Makes me happy. I wanna talk more about cringe stuff. We could talk about cringe stuff, too. Do you... Do you know that kid at that Minecon convention? No. 
there's a Minecraft thing. Uh-huh. And then this kid walks up, and his name's Super Kai 64 And he's, like, he's nervous, and he's, like, I want to say 8 or 10 or something. And he's just this little fat kid. And it's, like, a Q&A with, the, with some of the developers. I don't know if they're, like, part of the mod community or something, but it's, like, people that work on Minecraft. And he walks up to the <laughs> he walks up to the microphone, and he just says, uh, do, "Do you know how much dedicated wham to server?" And they're completely confused, and they don't know how to handle the situation. And one of them just asks, I, "I'm sorry, I didn't hear that. How, how much dedicated wham to server?" And they're just they they're completely speechless. And I feel like things like this entertain me a lot more than any Minecraft trailer ever will. So when they Mine- come out with like a 4K on Xbox One, look at these new graphics. It's like it's Minecraft. Yeah, it looks like in shit 4K. <laughs> it's <laughs> you cannot tell it's 4K. You're looking at Minecraft. I don't, I don't like the cringe humor. Like I can't watch that shit. It just makes me feel gross. I'm a monster. And it's why the fucking newest seasons of My Little Pony Friendship is Magic have not tickled my goddamn fancy, because every character is written like an idiot, and there's how like half the episodes are cringe humor. So I feed on pain. See, I don't feed on pain, I like I, I I sip at it, then I put it down, and I walk away. That was dumb what I just said. That was the stupidest fucking thing ever. I'm horrible. Someone cringed at that and was like, that was ironic. So, you Hi, say Richard. that's the stupidest thing ever. Um, I feel like there's probably been something stupider at, like, E3. <laughs> you bring it back. I want to say, <laughs> do you remember when they announced uh, Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare 2? I know of the game, I don't remember the announcement. So the announcement was great, because they just, they pretty much only put up a logo. They didn't actually, like, play the trailer or anything. It was like, they ended one a thing, and then they put up the little teaser, and there's a logo, and it's Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare 2. And there's, like, smoke and lasers on stage, and they had a guy come out in, like, a mascot costume. And it was a new character that no one's seen before, but it's like, you're supposed to care. And he, like, struts out on stage, and he's, like, trying to get the audience all hyped up. And it's just, it's video game journalists sitting there with a dead face, just, like, staring, waiting for something to happen. And he's doing all these poses, and, like, come on, guy, get up, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, And then he just, like, walks off stage. And then, like, the president of Ubisoft walks out and says, Pirates vs. Zombies Garden Warfare 2 will be coming to systems this fall. And I just, someone wrote this down on script, and I could tell where they planned the hold for applause. Ah. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, you could you could see the print. Right. And I just kind of wonder, what what would you do to plan a presentation like this? What's your approach? Hmm. For Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare. Well, for anything, but yeah, you could use that as an example. I feel like you'd almost want to go weird, 
Because if people criticize it, you can be like, well, I'm an auteur. I'm avant-garde. And other pretentious words. So, like, maybe really big papier-mâché. And then why not light them on fire? Because papier-mâché will burn. So, yes. Puppets that burn. I... <coughs> You're reminding me of when they announced Connect with Cirque du Soleil. Oh man, don't want to remind you of that. I. <laughs> no one wants to be reminded of that. I, I. Oh, I think they're doing it again though. Didn't Microsoft mm. say something about be sure to tune in because we got these circus performers? <laughs> don't miss the show. <laughs> we don't have any games, so we we hired a circus to come by and entertain you. They <laughs> they canceled like all of their games. I cannot believe what's going on at Microsoft. All they have to do is make another Halo game, but put fucking couch co-op in it. They have one job. Just the one. But they won't do it because they got circus performers and connectimals. And all their bullshit. I want to do. I want to do a press conference. Okay. What um? What should I announce at my press conference? Hmm. You want something hard or something easy? Uh, I appreciate a challenge. Okay. Knack two. That already came out. Fuck. Wait, did you not know that? <laughs> No. Oh, I'll send you a review. I thought I was being clever. So, so what is, is it? A NAC two HD for this year? No, I wanted I, I, that. Ex- what, what's something weird? Um, <laughs> I like that your head went to NAC two. Like that's a good one. If it didn't exist, that's really good. Thank it's you. It's like Transmorphers. You're yeah. like you're behind on this stuff. How about a Platinum Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game? That came out too. You're a dickhead. <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, that one probably... Actually, I wasn't positive, but I was like, that one probably exists. <laughs> and they it's lame, and them. Richard, you're I lame beat. for liking it. Aw. I'm trying to think of, like, what could be a good sequel. <laughs> okay, here's something I want to see. I'll give you something that you you gotta please me. Okay. Well, I'm trying to... Would this be during, like, the Microsoft press conference? Um... Sure. Okay, <clears throat> so uh, Microsoft just announced uh, Forza Elite coming this fall, and you just you just announced it, and you're going to enter me on stage as the next game. Okay. Exclusive world premiere. Welcome from Playground Games. And that, gentlemen, is the Forza Elite. It's so elite 
You're like, how elite is it? And I don't know, because I don't write a script. Next up is Cameron to announce the new Rebellion game. Gaming. It's what we do. It's what we know. Gaming is who we are. It's who you are. This is gaming. For years, computers have powered the dreams and the thrills of a nation. But that nation is under attack. This fall of 2023, Aliens vs. Predator 4 is coming to Xbox Live 3 in limited exclusivity. Watch with me, won't you? How we game. Join with your squad in an all new 100 versus 100 Alien versus Predator 4 match. Be the last Alien and or Predator and or John Cena standing with you and your friends who are also standing as the last John Cena. Okay, you lost me and then you brought me back. <laughs> I was like, oh, 100 vs. 100 sounds horrible. But then if I had to be John Cena in an AVP game, that would be pretty fun. It's just... Uh... His wrist blades are more fists. <laughs> just fists coming out of his fists? Yeah. Oh, dude, that, that would actually be fun. <laughs> that means they'll never do it. No. Oh, man. I... Oh, excuse me. I hate I hate everything. That's a good stance. Um, but I like some things. You're right. Like Nintendo's usually pretty fun. They they seem to understand the point. Yeah. Um, they. Jeez, if you if you want to talk about missing the point, you remember when they teased Conquer was coming back, and it was oh, really yeah. just in that like weird make your own video game, but also we put Conquer assets so you can make a Conquer game if you want. Yeah, and it looked like shit, and then they got Chris Seaver back, because that dude needed a paycheck. Yes. I don't blame him, but if I were him, I would have a little more um, uh, respect for the thing I made. Uh, that one, but I also that would need a paycheck, so I'd probably do it anyways. Yeah, that one stung. Um, uh, boy, I don't know, man. So anyways, E3's leaking left and right. Uh, Paladins is going to be on Nintendo Switch, so if you don't have Overwatch yet, you can get one on your Switch. Uh, what's the other one? There's rumors that Fortnite will be on Switch. There's going to be, like, every predictable announcement that you, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll see. I don't know. All I want is Alien vs. Predator 4. Yeah. 
with multiplayer that isn't fucked up. Rebellion. That's the hard part. I know. It could be done, but it's hard. They almost had it with three, and then they're like, it's like, you would have had two more months to test that shit and balance it better. It would have been great. But they didn't do that. So the Predators were overpowered, and then no one wanted to play anything else. Now, so they freaking made the controls around a controller instead of a mouse and keyboard. So the aliens move like shit. It's miserable. We'll play with the controller like a real man. No. <laughs> I refuse to grow up. Toys R Us kid. <laughs> <laughs> That's a deep cut. <laughs> oh, fuck. Whew. Well, um... You have any other fun E3 memories? I remember, uh... Twilight Princess was announced, and it had a, this is before they changed the art style or like the color scheme. Yeah, so dude. it was like really dark and dreary, like black and white with like little bits of color on the monsters, and it looked fucking amazing. And I was so excited. And then they're like, "Actually, we decided to add just a really weird muted color palette instead, and it's not as cool looking." And I was like, "Aw." So the the first part of that memory is good. Then I played the game. The game was fine. Long. Yeah, it's not the best one, but it's good. What is the best Zelda game? Um, hmm. I want to say Wind Waker might be the best mechanically. That was that's the one my brother thinks is I think the best as well. I think story wise, it's Majora's Mask. I never played that one. Um. I think there are things to enjoy about Twilight Princess. I think there are things to enjoy about uh, Breath of the Wild. But I really think if you close your eyes and imagine what makes a Zelda game like the most important parts, Wind Waker hits that, even though the art style is different. The art style holds up better now than any of the other old Zelda games, though, because it's it really style does. over anything else. Yeah, leaning into style was a good you know decision. Yep. And honestly, I... I kind of hope that we feel the same way about Breath of the Wild, because um, Twilight Princess and Skyward Sword are they—they they just don't look that good. No. No, the the correct answer is Dark Siders is the best Zelda game. Oh, okay. No, that's pretty solid. Because it has characters that talk, and the uh, the, the Navy character isn't annoying. He is an asshole, but he's not annoying. And also, you get a portal gun. The Did end. you say Navy? Navy, Navy, whatever her name is. Alright. I, I thought it was Navy, like navigation. Yeah. Navi. Navi. Because it's Japanese. Navi Davi. Navi Davi 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 Oh, okay, I remembered my other happy memory from E3. Okay. The trailer for um that Dead Rising 3 DLC. I remember that one. It was called, uh, well, it's the one where they had all the Capcom, like, crossover stuff. And they used every single, like, title add-on that Capcom's used over the years. So it's, like, it's cool, because, like, you get a Rio costume, and their Darksiders costume, and this and that. Darkstalkers. Um, and then the logo comes up. It's, like, Dead Rising 3, Ultra Super Arcade Remix Hyper Edition EX Plus Alpha. And then they add the little um, 
like ponytail to the logo just because they ran out of things to say. Nice. And it's like he was so amazingly self-aware in a otherwise really dull string of announcements that it's like it's just it's DLC for a game that didn't review that well. And it's like, OK, why is that the one thing people are talking about coming out of E3? Is that an actual question? Yeah, I hate life. Cool. Do you want to do Glad Space? We can do Glad Space. What are you glad about? I'm not sure. It's been kind of a rough week. <laughs> I hear that. It's been one of those. Oh, I know what I'm fucking glad about. Goddamn Winter Sun announced a fucking United States tour in 2018. Nice. I gotta, I gotta remember to go buy tickets for that shit tomorrow. <laughs> When when's the local showing? They're coming to Minneapolis in October, so it'll be a while before I see them. That's cool. That's something to look forward to. The real question is, can I get my mom to come with? Because I sent her a song, and they're they're a death metal band, but they're on the melodic side. And she's like, oh, okay. I would like to see this group, but I don't know what my work schedule is going to be like in October. It's like that's great. I don't know how fast this is going to sell out. And I have to buy tickets tomorrow. <laughs> well, you gotta do what you gotta do. So I'm gonna buy at least two tomorrow. Um, it's cool. My mom's cool. She's she 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 likes metal music. She's she's kind of a badass. That sounds that's like a good mom. Space. My mom's cool. Okay, that's a good one too. Yeah. Um, for. For my glad space, I'm not gonna do a glad space. I'm gonna Cheater. do a ghost space. Hmm. Um, let me see. I got my book here. Oh, you're gonna read the book? Yeah. Okay. Today's ghost is the zookeeper ghost. Location: winding roads. Distinctive characteristics: looks a little like a zookeeper, but only a <clears> little. <throat> Smells like. All of the animals in the world rolled into a big ball. Description. I've seen two or three zookeeper ghosts just sort of floating aimlessly down the street. Maybe when zookeepers die, they don't know what to do because there's not a large variety of animal ghosts. I feel bad for them, but I also don't want to talk to them because I'm worried they'll want to talk about zookeeping. I really don't <laughs> care about zookeeping. I've never even been to a zoo. I don't think animals like me, even though I like them. So seeing a bunch of animals would just make me feel bad about myself. Dangerous? No, although I've never approached one. What to do if you see one? Maybe ask them what's up if you don't mind possibly talking about zookeeping. You can offer them some apple slices, although sometimes by the time you get the slices ready, the zookeeper ghost has already faded away. Then you've got a bunch of apple slices and you're not even hungry. No, that was that was pretty cool. So beware, everybody! The spooky ghosts at E three next week, yeah, or this week, or not, or last week. I don't know when I upload this. Are we done? <sighs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Bye, everybody. This part's gonna be cut because we we wanted to end it like yeah. I'm still recording. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs>